your weather girl. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready for your lonely girls and leave those umbrellas at home. All right. It's raining. Ben. It's true. Hello, I'm Ben and this is It's Raining Ben. And it is raining Ben, as you can hear. But not only Ben, never only Ben. Today we're joined by, well, quite a revolutionary moment for, for this radio show and many radio shows like this in the fact we've transitioned from a single guest to two guests in the shape of Ziggy. Hello, Ben. And Rowan. Hello, Ben. I know. Both uh, having previously been on the show, so you feel like you've got a bit of, mm. you know, this is your zone, you know what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, right. You're comfortable. Feeling good. Comfortable. Okay. And as as a partnership behind the bar where we all work, uh, you also have kind of the repertoire of, of, of sort of, you know. Yeah, we're comfortable as partners. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Whatever the haters say. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess we should probably play a song and then we can get into some of the, the meat and, and potatoes of this of this show. Gristle. Exactly. We can get, we can get munching on the gristle. What you uh, may not. Uh, well, no, at least you didn't know as guests when you last came on was this show has now been we've we've deemed this a show to solve all the world's problems mm. gradually one by one you know we're not going to aim to do it all in one go so uh, that's now the official aim of this show so that's what we're going to be trying to do today and probably also just uh, playing some role playing with Shia LaBeouf but mostly fixing the, the world's world. problems mostly yeah. fixing yeah. the world's problems well I mean we try and do that on Wednesdays <laughs> anyway mm. so yes. you know it's right up our alley yeah. Why not do it on a Tuesday too? Yeah. Just yeah. extend that. Yeah, yeah. it probably would help solve the world's problems at least two days a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kind of told other people about it. Yeah. Also, probably helpful. Yeah. That's okay. No, I think the problem is if you involve more people, it's the whole thing of like design by committee. It'll oh. take a lot longer. It won't be as good a job. Yeah, I mean, be mavericks. A lot of people are one of the world's problems. So exactly. Yeah. Imagine if you invited them. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, it's you. <laughs> You're the issue. <laughs> All right, let's listen to a song. So this is one of your choices, Rowan. Oh, nice. It is. It's a song uh, by... No, that's not true. <laughs> no, it's, it's a song by Don Isaac Ezekiel. Ah, this is very nice. It's called... I can't remember what it's called. Ira? I, assu- I assume it is Irie yeah, or Ira. Ira. Oh, yeah, something like that. I, don't mm, know. I wasn't I-R-E. sure. We'll probably find that during the song. If they say Irie or Ira, as in the emotion you have, it's probably Irie. Let's listen to the song. After a little bit of research during that song, it turns out that it is not the word Irie because that's spelt, well, as you'd imagine, I-R-I-E. That was a song called Aya. Mm. It wasn't that angry, though. I think it sounded quite happy. Well, I think they feel quite jolly. Yeah. Wow. They, in fact, sound Irie. Mm. Irionic. I'm apologizing sorry for that. Uh, anyway, so it's me and it's Ziggy and it's Rowan and we're all here together. Hooray! Exactly, Yay. I know. First time trying a three-way thing and so far it's oh. working well. <laughs> yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a team that was going to be there for you. Yeah, exactly. You need support in a three-way situation. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be... Uh, sorry, that's oh. my... I know. I that's, that's become a new feature of the show is me making that noise with the cable. Oh, it's nice. I mean, kind of... <clears throat> Maybe you, uh, Ziggy, with your hand technique could... Um, solve it make it into a sound that's what we want to use scratch it 
it's not. See, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so let's restart the question section. Yeah. Right, this is the question section. Uh, I'll explain a little bit about what it is. It's a, uh, the section of the show where we ask uh, questions. Um, but quick fire questions, more importantly. Do we, uh, get, do we get points if one of us asked us? That's a good point. Then. We can make the competitive notion. And we can't really, though. It's supposed to be... It's like, not really like a quiz, is we're it? trying to help the world. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to be... Okay. We don't want to be making this... In, that's exactly the kind of problem... <laughs> maybe we should talk about that later, whether competition uh, aids or... Damage, anyway. mm. This is the question section. Question section. Question section. Question section. So, I'm going to ask this to Ziggy first. If you're a letter of the alphabet, which letter of the alphabet would you be? M. Why M? Um, it's pretty solid. It's got like support at either side. Mm -hmm. um, so Not like easily shaken. I'm like I'm quite tall, so I need the support and mm -hmm. fall down like a buttressed bridge. Um, I like engineering. You know, bridges mm -hmm. in Victorian era, mm -hmm. rail tunnels and things are quite nice. So you know, it's kind of like a double tunnel in the end, I suppose. Yeah. Plus, as I've just been saying all throughout what you were saying, mm. it's yeah. a it's a positive. Yeah. It's, an mm. it's an affirmation. Yeah. Mm. I hope that answers your question adequately, Ben. It, uh, I thought you were going to make some kind of play on the fact my surname's Adicott. Adicott, oh, but he didn't. Yeah. I know, I was going to try and respond to it, but it hadn't happened. I was responding oh, well, to a joke I, that doesn't exist yet. I was yet. being really subtle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rowan, which is the best vice? The best one. The best one. The best one. I think it's probably drinking. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I think drink the one so, on your bench that holds your wood while you're sawing it. That was what I was looking for. That was oh, the, I see. That's yeah. That's the only. That's the only moral answer. Yeah. Kids, if you're listening, don't listen to Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan's the character in the story that you learn from by watching his mistakes. <laughs> and Ziggy is the uh, yeah. He's the angel on your shoulder. Mm. Get into woodwork. Licking your not ears. drugs. <laughs> uh, okay. To both of you this time. Uh, I used to measure financial expenditure by how many donuts it would otherwise buy. What unit do you use or did you use? Hmm. So imagine you're, yeah, yeah, imagine uh, you're in a pub and you're buying a pint. Or imagine, in fact, that could even be your unit. Imagine you were out looking at something in a shop and like, oh, that's 20 quid. That's about three, four, ten. I do think about it in terms of food, I think. Mm. Generally. Mm. Um, not so much these days, but you used to always be able to get a dollar pie in New Zealand. And so that I would measure it in dollar pies, but like yeah. New Zealand dollar pies. So if I'm measuring something here in the UK, I have to then convert <laughs> it into dollars and then how many pies it would have got in 1998. God, the troubles of traveling. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you about this when you look into, yeah, into journeying the world. They're like, oh, it'll be great. You'll learn so much. They don't tell you about the difficulties converging. Mm. Into pies. Mm. <laughs> well, not only into pies. Yeah, exactly. The New Zealand pie is doing quite well against the uh, <laughs> English. The English pie. The pucker pie is down against the New Zealand pie. The English pies aren't doing very well at all at the moment. No. Yeah. It's a struggling right. economy. Rowan, yes. if you could only see one second of one film forever, what film would it be? What second would it be and why? Um, nice I, easy one to start out with. <laughs> um, my one second would probably be um, something from Kung Fury. Hmm. Um, that'd, be a, that'd be a dense second be a it's dense clever second. you get a, a lot in that second yeah you could see lots of things and also it could be, I think that the way that the colours are it would be kind of like a small moving picture that's good yeah. like that's it. true I suppose you would be, yeah that's a very good point one second is often going to be more like a kind of it's barely even a gif at that point yeah, is yeah, it yeah. okay Ziggy 
If you could only hear one second of one song forever, what song would it be? What second would it be, and why? Not really sure. I don't know if you'd be able to hear much of a song in a second. <laughs> that could probably just be a. Uh, yeah, okay. Which which uh, would you like? Anyone would be fine. <laughs> John James Brown. He's good at the. Uh, that'll be quite similar. It could just be the sound of James Brown going. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe not. No. No. I you don't want to enjoy that forever. Michael Jackson going. <laughs> Maybe something with just like a bit of a silent intro. Okay. <laughs> just a second of that. I'm not sure. Like or just like a really quiet like water trickling something like this, I can't this, think of a song maybe like the, the silent yeah. second before a drop in maybe, a song maybe some Enya yeah so just a second, a, oh, a second of Enya <laughs> that's true because then it would just if it was like a drone it would just mm. so you'd have a permanent drone rather than a constantly yeah. screaming James Brown <laughs> yeah wise wise I think you were, you were good to reject my suggestion oh. there um, Simon we, and Garfunkel to the sound of silence <laughs> <laughs> I see what it's you're doing the there but it's, it's definitely yeah. quite loud as yeah. a song it's quite dense in fact yeah. it is one of, uh, coming from that pr- yeah. production period where all the songs were sort of maximised mm. wall of sound kind of thing yeah, ironic, yeah exactly wall of sound lens. Attenborough is Pope or no Popes at all um, I'm not sure that Attenborough would fit as Pope I don't mm. think he'd be th- given the power. Given the power. Mm. Given the power, I'd be up for David. I'm always, I was always up for that. But then after he dies, you get a different pope. Mm. It'd probably also kind of destroy the whole system of popery, wouldn't mm. it? Which I think a non Catholic might, might not be a bad thing. And also, sort of, very into evolution and science and things. Well, the, the new pope's pretty groovy. Could, I mean, he's proven yeah, I mean, that you could, can get you can get by being a groovy pope. Could just take it on a whole different, mm. whole different path. Yeah. I'm not sure that the Catholic people would rally behind him mm. because they'd just be they like, got a choice. did you get there? That's the thing, they really haven't got a choice. I mean, because that's the, the you know, papal infallibility. You, if you're a pope, everything you say is right and everything you do is right. Would it not just mm. be better to make a new religion with David Attenborough as the prophet? That, well, he could do that now. He might have done that already, but seeing as no one's already part of it, you know, mm. new religions struggle with getting members, um, whereas you've got a sort of existing audience. Yeah. If enough people put it on their census, it becomes a valid religion, doesn't it? <laughs> so we could, you know, everyone's always putting petitions online these days. Mm. Attenborough for profit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's nice. I'd follow it better than most other things going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, one more, one more. This is my favourite question I've wanted to ask somebody for a while, but I've been saving it for you guys. Um, okay. If your name was an acronym, what would the letters stand for? I'll ask each of you individually. Let's start with Rowan. Um, Just start and see where okay. it goes. I'm going to go for rolling <coughs> on worlds and nude. <laughs> nice. You had the opportunity to go rolling on with, but I'm glad you chose worlds. <laughs> Making a rod for your own back there. <coughs> Admirable. And for yourself, Ziggy? Zygote, interactive, Google, GIF, Yemen. <laughs> Okay, okay, so that's like a sort of collection, a collection of words rather yeah, than a sentence. Rather than a statement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's smart. No one ever said an acronym has to actually be a sentence. In fact, they mm. rarely are. Well, I guess it's time for another song. Um, yeah, in fact, this is a song from from Ziggles here. This is one he chose last night. Uh, on the understanding, we theme his choices around his impending departure. I should say that both and, of you and are. And Rowan's impending departure. As I was say, I say yeah. both of you are impending on your departures. So this one. Mine's less impending. Exactly. But Mine's very much impending. But mm-hmm. yours is a shorter term that kind of balances the equal, mm-hmm. equal measure. You're yeah. going away for potentially good. You're going away for yeah, a bit. Five months. But mm-hmm. sooner. So, you sooner. know. Yeah, but we're going paintballing today. <laughs> exactly. So what, what, what's, what's we worry about? Exactly. And plus, we've had this song to listen to, so everything is fine. Mm. 
you can feel it. Can you tell what it is yet? If you could, I'd be amazed, frankly. I can't. No. But I'm excited. At some point, quite soon, it will become apparent. Right now. <laughs> first time I think anybody listening will have heard all of that song all the way through or at least well intentionally <laughs> yes thank you Europe uh, and thank you to your blonde hair I'm sad to see that it's gone anyway could also be a, you know it's a farewell to, to me and Rowan but also a farewell to Europe yeah I did I did yeah. wonder about that I yeah. was thinking I at the time I hadn't thought of it to begin mm. with but, but now I'm going to pretend like I had well you're going to leave Europe but yeah so are we mm. all the people in this room are going to be leaving yeah. Europe I mean it is a continent we can't actually just can't actually leave it um we are going to remain part of the european co- i assume i mean have we have we have we, we have to be part of the con- we left Switch continent can you <laughs> yeah they're going to just like cut the foundations of, yeah. of britain and drag it with tugboats closer to america just, <laughs> launch, yeah, just launch it out into the sea wherever it lands that's its home yeah, yeah. we'll travel around the world bringing uh, wisdom and dipl- and democracy to anyone we find anyone yeah, anyone anyone <laughs> May as well just pull it a little bit closer to Malaga. It'd be easier for the flights and things for most of the people going on holiday. I think all the I think all the Britain really wants is um, yeah good weather and uh, affordable alcohol. I think that would be, if we could just move mm. into some Mediterranean area where it's you know generally pretty good weather and the taxes are lower. I think most of Britain would say actually that's fine. That's all we really wanted. When we voted for Brexit. It was just maybe that's it. holiday not, all the time. It's actually a vote against a bit against rain. <laughs> <laughs> This deep-seated uh, anger towards bad weather, and they're like just well, blaming Europe for uh, obvious reasons. I take that quite personally because uh, I'm, I'm a fan. In fact, I'm, I rely on rain for this show to really function. Well, this is no true. one's that sure what it, what it does for this show, apart from give it a name, which is quite humorous, and an intro. But that intro well, gets me started every episode. Mm. Without that, I don't know what I'd do. Well, this this show started with a, a seed, a seed in your mind, yes. and and seeds need watering to become giant, beautiful true. trees. We were going to say something about the raining of Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all part of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think with uh, with it's raining Ben, it started out with uh, I wanted to do a section of the show where we had a weather report, um, where I went to my guest and asked them for the weather report, and they said it's raining Ben. That was going to be it, uh, but that felt like a fairly thin use for that, and I couldn't think of a bad title, so here we are. Anyway, uh, we've got a jingle for you. Uh, we're going to introduce one of your topics. Do you have an idea of who wants to be topic master? You can go topic first. Sure. Is okay. he the first topic man? Okay. okay. Well, this is the jingle. Uh, it goes like this. Rowan and Ziggy talking to me. And to each other. Just wait and see. Two at once. Plus me makes three. Three. You must be crazy. Well, three's not much more than two. <laughs> Just notice I didn't warn you. Yeah. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably the worst one I've made so far. I'm sorry. I know. I like it. I like the little ending. You know, we've got a little bit, a little, a little, little outro, uh, a little flight of the Concords ish. Mm. Yeah, I get the the descending into just discussing what's happening during the song. Mm. Yeah, that came out of um, writing lyrics that rhyme, but not really having the time to make them scan accurately. So realizing, well, I might better just better just talk that section. Mm-hmm. Always, always two people. If I don't know what's going to happen in a, in a jingle, if I'm having to write it within ten minutes before the show's starting. Just get two people talking to each other. Mm. Then you've got freedom to, well, you know. Say stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to not really be doing a great job. But let's use that to launch into a topic. Mm. So my question for you guys today, there's no right answers, is uh, is it better to do things yourself or pay someone else to do it? Mm. It's worth pointing out there is a right answer because that is the principle of the show. So let's discover it. Okay. Mm. Let's solve this problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, for instance, making jam is is something that people don't really do these days, except for maybe Christmas presents if they're an old woman. Um, and it's so easy to buy cheap, fairly well-made jam made mm. by professionals. Mm. Um, why would you waste your time and possibly more money doing that? Mm. Why would you, Rowan? Well, I think there's always job satisfaction in doing something yourself. Mm. You know, if you get to the end and you've made the jam, and then you put that jam on your toast let's say mm. um, let's say that then the eating of that I think it would be more satisfaction than if you mm. just pop down to Morrison's and grab yourself some but jam. are you thereby robbing job satisfaction from the professional who wants to make the jam well this could be true we do need to have some sort of you know local economy if you, it depends how far afield you're buying your jam I think if you that's get it from Morrison then they probably don't need a business yeah. if but there's I'm, some lady that sells jam on the good food market support her it's yeah. true the the, the mm, the person making the Morrison's jam probably isn't full of job satisfaction mm. at making that jam I mean, I, I, maybe that's unfair. Maybe they really love making vast quantities of generic jam. It's possible. I mean, everything's possible. Some people get passionate about odd things. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to be the person who does because I feel like that gives you a gift into mm. just a very satisfied life. If you can be into train spotting, then your life's sorted basically because mm. that's that's not that's not good. It's not something you can't get. You can definitely get that. Yeah, there's always trains. Yeah. for you to spot. <laughs> yeah. Less and less these days, though. Oh God. Yeah. There's nothing safe. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Are they going to stay in Europe, are they? All the trains. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to get better job prospects in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got fantastic rail service there. Exactly. If you refuse to nationalise us, we're leaving. I, I think they'd, um, they'd welcome some more trains. And, but know. I'm not sure they necessarily rec- like have ours though. Well, a lot of our trains are. A lot of our trains are. foreign English train. Get off my track. <laughs> Most of the trains are now owned by mm. foreign people, so I'm guessing that makes them foreign trains, I guess. Ah, mm. oh, so that's so that's why they're all useless. Immigrant trains, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once we lose the... We'll, we'll send back the EU migrants, apparently, and that will include, yeah, our transport network. Our but to return to your point, yeah, I, mm. I do think there, there, there are definitely two sides to it, because obviously you, you, will get some, you will get job satisfaction from getting something, uh, making something yourself, but assuming you do it well. But you will... Yeah, you will also probably get a worse product. Yeah. And, as a factor. And... and Sometimes would your time not be better spent doing something else? Maybe, you know, like say you're changing the oil filter in your car. Mm. You could pay someone else to do that. They would do a better job and you would get to go for a walk in the park with your children instead of getting covered in oil. Mm. Or work. That's the other thing. If you're making jam for a day, maybe you could have worked for that half mm. a day and you probably could have bought more jam. Yeah. True. Yeah. When you look at those, I've always uh, been curious about that when you look at life through the lens of uh, minimum wage that's the curse of minimum wage in some ways is being able to recognize that your hour is potentially worth at the very least minimum wage so every yeah if you spend three hours doing a thing 
you've effectively spent that money if you see what i mean mm, yeah. it's you like you could have been making that money yeah yeah it's like when people do bake sales if they spend three days baking you probably could have just gone and got a job for those three days then given the money to charity yeah. there'd be less cakes in the world granted but you would have probably actually made more money in the end cakes bring happiness to cakes people. bring happiness mm. i guess that's true i guess it depends where you're working you could work in a bakery mm. Mm. you can make cakes people get cakes and you also make money. that's double money double money so when they say you can't buy happiness <laughs> you can definitely buy cake. you can just buy some cake yeah. <laughs> you're halfway there cake equals happiness well we, okay we've ruled that's our first ruling of the day <laughs> cake equals happiness good and well i guess we should come to a final judgment on this um yes or no i think no i think it's nice doing things yourself but not all the time <laughs> yeah that's good that's, an, that's definitive no <laughs> most of the time there we go all right then let's go to a song this is a song uh, by a person called Pamoja? Pamoja. 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 Okay, we'll go with Pamoja. And the song's called Ooh Baby. listen to the song i was singing a very accurate cover of it just then mm. well i guess we should probably uh have your topic now and i think we should also probably probably listen to the jingle again because now i've mixed it to the point where you can hear it good i know i'm into i'm into hearing the jingles mm. um which is in, in this case i probably should have just brushed over it because the jingle itself is uh, is is lesser we're vastly impressed but it, but you sing your vastly impressed. I think, I think it's the best jingle you've ever done, Ben. I think. Well, it's, it's got your names in it. It's an act of pure yeah. genius, I would say. <laughs> okay. Well, let's listen to it more loudly. Good. Because loudly's better. Rowan and Ziggy talking to me yeah. and to each other. Just wait and see. Two at once plus me makes three. Three. You must be crazy. Well, three's not much more than two. <laughs> Just don't say I didn't warn you. I like that part. So, topic. So, my topic is when people say more than welcome, what does the more <laughs> refer to? Oh, okay. This is, a, this is something I've wondered my whole life. Mm. <laughs> I, all, thanks, I actually, thanks for bringing that. Well, I, bring, I actually say it quite often, and then the other day I was saying it to somebody, and I was like, what? You're more than what, welcome. What are they inferring from that? You are more than welcome. Okay, you're welcome. You're, okay, you're, yeah, so you're welcome to do the thing you're doing. You are more than well. How can you be, yeah. How can you be more than already? It's like there's, there's only a yes or a no in the mm. welcomeness. I guess welcome implies that you're sort of allowed. You know what I mean? Like, um, welcome to my house. Isn't saying, please come into my house. It's more like, mm. so, well, you're here, so welcome. Welcome in, yeah. Welcome. It's one of those things like when people say, to be perfectly honest, it makes you think that they haven't been honest <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> this is true. I, so, again, I've never thought about that. But, TBH. But actually... Um, Everything I've said up to this point is a lie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I sort of feel like you're implying when you say you're more than welcome, saying that before you were less than welcome. Yeah, yeah. again, yeah, yeah. Never, re- never use um, greater or lesser than concepts within conversation. Maybe that's what we're learning. Because mm. yeah, exactly. That you set up everything else you've ever said as being greater or lesser than. Or maybe like you're more than welcome is you're welcome plus the possibility of some kind of sexual favour afterwards. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, that's where that's where I was aiming. 
Yep, you're, yeah. you're welcome. And if you meet me around the back in five minutes, you can be more than welcome. Well, this actually came from because I was posting something. Classic morning radio content. Well, I was I was posting something in the post office, and the lady said, you're, "I was like, thank you," and she was like, "You're more than welcome." Mm. And I looked at her, and we made slight eye contact. There's a little wink there. And I mean, she was in her late sixties, so it was slightly disconcerting. But you know, no, it's I think I think that it was. I, I think that you're good. right. There, there is actually you are trying to. You're right, you are trying to cross the line between... Um, it, it comes down to that thing of people when people say literally. It's the same principle. Um, literally, it was, you know, is, is a silly word to use in that case, but it's because I think everyone's got into the habit through uh, etiquette, just the need to, you know, not end up in fights, um, of being constantly uh, insincere in what they're saying. So, you're welcome. Thanks very much. Uh, how are you? Very nice day. All, you know, all these things are, are commend with very little sincerity. So you need to chuck in that qualifying word to say, actually, I mean I that. I really am welcome. I actually, actually mean yeah. what I'm saying. But the irony with... Uh, You're literally more than welcome. People saying literally is that quite often they're actually not being literal. Yes. Yeah, almost every time. <laughs> especially, in, especially in the UK, people yeah. say literally. It's actually in the, the dictionary now. It's, it's one of the alternative definitions for luxury. It's people literally say literally all of the so, time. So, yeah. so that... They literally what, what, say literally all the time. So one, one, of, one of the alternative definitions is that it means figuratively. Yes. Yes. Right. And that's pretty good, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's a qualifying word to add emphasis, I believe. Yeah. Is the, there is already emphasis. a word for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, because it comes down to the fact that someone says amazing um, in that voice, you know, oh, it's amazing. Um, they don't, obviously, they're not amazed, quite obviously, from their tone of voice. But if they say that is literally amazing, they actually probably are yeah. amazed. Mm. That's literally awesome. It sounds like they're being sarcastic when you say that. Well, maybe mm -hmm. I just sound sarcastic. Mm. That is partly my fault. Sarcasm That's just quite, being quite, British quite and British excited. Yeah. You just sound, you just sound like you're being sarcastic. Because yeah. 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 you guys are so, so really excited about anything. <laughs> maybe when, that when vote. When you are excited, no one really believes it. You think they're just taking the piss. I think this goes back to the rain situation. If that vote we had was actually just sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's leave Europe. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. In that case, I guess, yeah, what we're trying to say is that people, just be sincere. Yeah. Abandon your qualifying words. Yeah. Say what you mean and mean what you say. You don't need to overemphasize it. And if you do, you're betraying your lack of character. And know that you might be inferring more than you think you are. Mm. Well, I think they're inferring exactly what they want to infer, particularly your friend <laughs> in the post office. <laughs> if, if you don't want to offer anyone their welcome, you're welcome, just just don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Just stare at them silently. Just stare awkwardly until <laughs> they leave. Yeah. They knock on the door, you didn't expect them, rather than saying, oh, come on in, you're welcome, or something. Just don't say anything. Yeah, just watch them. Yeah, and if you if they're genuinely welcome, then say so, but otherwise, stand and stare. Yeah. I went, uh, I was living in the Netherlands for a little while. I mentioned this earlier. It comes up a lot for some reason. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty pretty good on that. They just don't, they don't need to fill time. They don't need to make people feel comfortable socially. They just, yeah, they will just look at you in the face mm. and say, hello, how are you doing? They'll say, I'm okay. Can't you see that? My <laughs> legs are fine. Yes. Yeah. I'm quite clearly fine. Everything's all right. Well, people have this thing about like always pointing out the obvious. Mm. So like, it's a nice day today. Mm. Oh, that's it. You couldn't do that. And I, whenever I, I had to learn to abandon the weather as a topic very fast in the Netherlands, mm. other people look at you. Like you're a little bit mentally impaired. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm here as well. I I know that it's yeah. raining. Yeah, oh, it's cold outside. Yes, oh, yes, winter. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of small talk. Like just saying things that are blatantly obvious. <laughs> it was just like a waste of energy. Like that has taken energy that I have tried really hard to extract <laughs> from food. I'm using yeah. up that energy to Bad just the go. Environment. Oh, you look nice today. You know that you look nice today because you made a massive effort to look nice. 
I don't oh need dear. to validate that by saying you look nice because you know you look nice. Otherwise, you know that you look shit if you do. And then why would I say you look shit? Because that would just make you feel bad. <laughs> apologies too. for language there. Yeah. Uh, and also apologies to Emma for um, the life she clearly lives with. Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have an argument this morning? Is this where this energy is coming from? No, she always looks nice, so I don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> just get a t-shirt. Yeah. You know you're okay. You know you look nice. We know what the weather is. I actually, I actually quite like that T-shirt. Uh, yeah, it's not bad, is it? It's quite a good idea. I mean, it would it spoils a lot of uh, situations. That otherwise, be perfectly pleasant with yeah. a kind of aggressive <laughs> anti-small talk message. You, someone comes up to you, thinks like, "Oh, this will be a nice three-second interaction with the bartender." They read the shirt. They say, "Okay, he's not interested." Beer, thank you, bye. Or perhaps they'll just like come on to something more interesting. Mm. And they'll say, "Oh, have you, have you thought about the geopolitics of the uh, Iran nuclear program?" <laughs> a moment of flustered, and then. I, I think gay people shouldn't get married. Oh no! <laughs> force you'll force reality into the situation. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go to another song. Uh, and after this, we're going to play some damn fine role playing. Wonderful. And Ziggy's going to say sorry for swearing a couple of times now. I apologise. Yeah, it sounded like he said the word he said. Actually, it was spelled differently. Mm. It well, means um, actually in New Zealand that's that's not considered a bad word. There we go. See, sorry, cultural relativism lost in translation. Mm. Exactly. It means... Um, it was my first uh, word, actually. It was as, your first child, word. Yeah. In case you've earned the right to use it whenever, yes, uh, I whichever fell, way. I fell down a staircase and <laughs> got up and didn't cry. I uttered that word loudly. <laughs> you've learned the power of... That is the pers- purpose of cursing, to yeah. prevent crying. Mm. God, you are quite oppressed. Anyway, number four. This is a song called uh, I Wonder by... Protosov. I know, none of what your ones are easy to pronounce. I'm getting you to be the hard work on this. Let's get to the song. I say we are back. Uh, I mean, me and Zig. Rowan's gone to make coffee. Ah. I know, that's okay. This could work out really quite well for our role playing, actually. So maybe we should work with that as being part of what's happening now. Okay. Do you think? Do you think? I think it's fine. He's not here. He's not here. So, yeah, okay. What we're going to do so now. He could, he could dramatically into the room later on. Exactly. He's going to come in as the another character. Great. Yeah, exactly. So, you. Uh, no, it's fine. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play the second character. You two are going to be two parts of the same character. I feel like we should have talked about this before. Oh, we did, but I forgot. Mm. So what we have now is a uh, a story that's been ongoing for several weeks. If you're just joining us now, this has been a long-term role-playing thing. I'm going to fill you in, so don't worry. Uh, but the slight adjustment, if you are a long-term listener to this thing, is that previously it's been one person. Now it's two. But they're two halves of the same person, uh, but quite literally two halves, in the sense that they might be able to interact physically and, and try and do things cooperatively. So anyway, without much further ado, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready too. Okay, that's Rowan. Uncanny. And that's actually Rowan. Fantastic timing. The story so far. You have learnt much since you entered that summery wood on that night that seems so many months ago but is in fact only yesterday in the narrative of the story. You have learned that if you have a party in a wood on a Friday, there's every chance you'll fall asleep and wake up to find your friends and phones have disappeared. You've learned that celebrities, alive and dead, like to find solace in the woods at night time, and they have a knack for self-sacrifice. 
You've learned that magic is real. You've learned that you are more capable than you ever knew. And most importantly, most importantly, you've discovered that Shia LaBeouf is definitely a cannibal. Having left those woods behind, you travel to a village where you faced off against the cannibal with the help of a vicar named Jill, whose magical touch inadvertently enlarged Shire to 17 foot tall. You escaped his oversized rage by fleeing down an underground passage. And now to the present moment. In the present moment, you are stood in the doorway of an underground room, looking down the underground passage we mentioned previously. So the, the two of us. Yes, you're two we halves have, of the same the person. Same. We are now the two halves yeah. of the same person. Yeah, we are two. But we are physically split, separate bodies as well. Split personality yeah, yeah, exactly. of the same person. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are one, but not the same. Deep. We'll see how it goes. Behind you, in the room that you're standing in the doorway of, is a large cache of weapons of all sorts. In your hands is a combined sword and hammer called a swammer. There are rooms through doors on either side of you, and at the other end of the narrow corridor, out of sight but definitely within range of your ears, is the still naked, still cannibalistic, and now 17 foot tall Shia LaBeouf. He cannot get down the corridor though. You are safe. What do you do? Is he trying to get into the corridor? He'd like to, but he's just too big. Is his face in? He's he's probably clawing around with his like long extended arms. Seventy foot's not that tall, so he could probably stick his head down there. But it is he's too big to get through. His shoulders, uh, hips, it's all too big. Can we go and harass the bit of him that's sticking in there? You can, yes, you can do that. Okay, well, I think we can do I t- that. I take the hammer end of the schwemmer <laughs> and I bring it down heavily onto his thumb. Okay, he is now more angry than ever. He shouts out, "I'm really angry." Which is the first thing he said so far, so you've done something to change his, his situation. Good. Mm. So before he was just kind of mildly peeved. In <laughs> he, could, he, was yeah. too, he was angry enough, he was too angry to talk, but not too angry, too angry to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was angry enough to try to eat people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a level of anger going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Rowan, while, while, he's, while he's angry, I, we... Should dart between his legs. Ah, yes. Let's make a let's make a run for it. It's worth saying that uh, you uh, can only go back where you came because the other end there is no uh, there's nowhere to go except to enter the church with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, right, so we don't want to go back to the church. Well, let's Shia, well the, 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 he's where that's where Shia LaBeouf is. You can if you like, but you probably will die. Was he not blocking the path? Well, exactly. Yes, but he, you can return back to where you were at the end with the three rooms. Well, why don't we just leave the other way then? There's nowhere else to go. Okay, Shia LaBeouf's at one end of the corridor. Yeah. That's yeah. in the church you came from earlier. Which yeah. mean you, I mean the previous you or someone else. Uh, the other end is the three rooms, which is where you were standing when the story mm-hmm. started. So that's the direction you can go. You can go to those towards those three rooms. But there's nothing... But I thought we've explored all the three rooms. No. There's nothing. Jeremy oh. tried, but he didn't succeed. Okay, well, let's go back to the three rooms, I reckon. You I return to the like three rooms. To being... In front of you is a door. The door's still open. That contains the weapons cache. To the left, as you now know from a previous expedition, is Johnny Depp's closet of disappointment. You went into that room and found there was nothing there because my joined up. To the right, there is a boutique spa. You have ventured into there. When you did, you placed your, yourself in a bath three times, removing some levels of stress and healing some wounds. Your partner, Jill, who's with you still, it's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's Jill. She uh, had one of those uh, fish eat, your, eat the skin off your feet foot things, but because of her magical power, she made all the fish much bigger. So the floor is now lined with that foot deep of fish. Mm. You don't see those anymore. No, no, it, with good reason. Um, I went for a swim last summer in the dart, and fish nibbled my toes there oh, nice. for free. For free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they just come. You yeah. bring the feet to the fish. And you they didn't need the boutique spar yeah. in the end. Mm. Um, 
What What would Jill like to do? I feel like probably people haven't really asked her opinion that much. Yeah, let's ask Jill. You want, you want to talk to Jill? Okay. Yeah, where, where, where should we go, Jill? Well, it's about time someone asked me something. It seems like it's been days since anyone talked to me. I'd say we could go through that fire escape over there. Let's go. Let's do that. Well, I didn't didn't see a fire escape. Well, you didn't look, did you? <laughs> could you go first? Uh, you can. Just in case it's booby trapped. Well, it turns mm. out I'm indestructible. I didn't know that before. Yeah, so this would be ideal. It's been a very interesting few hours with you. Is it an alarmed fire escape? Because uh, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I imagine that considering the boutique's bar is empty apart from a mannequin behind the desk, that we probably will get away with it. Yeah, it's kind of an emergency too with a giant cannibalistic... Mm. Cannibal I think it's only fair we announce the uh, presence of the danger to everyone else using the alarm on the door. I'm not sure we'd want to tell him, though. That that's where we're going. He knows what's going on. He can see. Shia always knows. Always he's got his, face, he's got his face in the corridor. He's, he's looking at us with his giant eyes. <laughs> so you go towards the door. We do. Yes. Okay, you enter. You go to the fire escape, opening it. No alarm sounds. A brief. <laughs> clearly, the device is broken after years mm-hmm. of being abandoned. You wade through the fish and enter the door, moving up the staircase, and find yourself in a new room, quite small. Numerous shelves line the walls and the floors and every kind of part of it, covered in knick-knacks, odd little bits of things. You realise it's a gift shop. Mm. No! <laughs> Let's just go back and face our face. <laughs> um, what, what are the th- is there a theme to the gifts? Yes, well, it's the, it's the gift shop for the boutique spa. In fact, it's about the same size as the boutique spa. The boutique spa is quite small, but why it's boutique... Uh, yes, yeah, so looking on the shelves, you find there are uh, homeopathic potions, uh, warm towels, the complete works of Clanad, uh, a VHS called Let's Go Hatha Yoga with Pramahansa Yogananda, and a life-size bronze sculpture of Dr. Gillian McKeith. So again, Dr. Gillian McKeith. And um, is the sculpture uh, solid or hollow? Uh, ooh, you have to test, I guess, to find out. Well, can we go and let's go tap it? Tap it. Tap it. You discover that it's hollow, but also solid, if you see what I mean. No. Kind of like an Easter egg, which is okay, hollow so, but so has something inside. And there's no way into it. Ah, there, there's no. stuff inside it. Much ah. like an Easter egg, there is a way inside. Let's let's smash that just because okay. that sounds I use, funny. <laughs> I use the homeopathic potions to melt a hole through the bronze. <laughs> you pour the homeopathic on the bronze, and given that it's water, it has no effect. Ah. <laughs> Over thousands of years, it would have an effect. <laughs> You wait patiently for the rust to settle in. <laughs> like, we just push it over. Bron- bronze it, doesn't really rust. Is it, it shatterable? Punches. One half of you pushes it over, and it yeah. shatters on the floor, revealing okay. Dr. Jillian McKeith. <laughs> but she's dead, I'm sorry. Oh, she's died. Well, she was trapped inside a bronze yeah, sculpture. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I thought maybe she might have superpowers. Well, she does, but not in that situation. She hadn't got access to her various vitamins and pills. Mummified yeah. or, or still fresh? Mm, far from fresh. Okay. It's best not to go into it too much. We'll just leave the, the remains. Let's, 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 we'll move on. Let's, let's, let's not dwell on this. <laughs> it's <laughs> the danger of improvising. <laughs> can, we, can we find anything useful on these shelves in this gift shop? Well, I mean, it depends. Are you, a, are you into Clanad? Is there an attendant at the gift shop? There is, but again, much like in the boutique spa, it is a mannequin. Okay. But this okay. mannequin can talk. Ah, I say, hello, mannequin. He says, hello. Are you well? I do not understand the question. I think it turns out he's one of those electronic talking things, okay. a bit like a Siri, but very early. Where are we? In the gift shop. 
I feel like slightly less specific. <laughs> Take the, <laughs> taking the map out a little bit. You are at the resort of wellness. Okay. Why is Dr. Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> she established the shop and wanted her memory to be living on forever. So she said, make a sculpture of me. So we made it into a sculpture. <laughs> ah, perfect. I like it. Did we do wrong? <laughs> no, you did well. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, so, are we going to... Oh, so the door. Explain, explain. So we're looking around this gift shop. Yes. Is there a door to the outside world? There is, of course. It's a gift shop. Okay, well, I think we probably... I don't think we want any of the things okay. in here. You exit through the gift shop. Do we? Is there anything um, you're maybe missing? Just take, maybe just take a warm towel for later in case we get messy. It's perpetually. It's a towel okay. of warming, so it's actually perpetually warm. Oh, okay, yeah. well, we'll definitely take one out. Okay, yeah. good. You take a towel of warming and add it we'll give one to our immortal nun as well. You now have a swimmer and uh, um, a Jillian, not a Jillian, sorry, a Jill. Jill, the immortal nun. Uh, yeah, and you have, uh, yes, a warm towel, a towel of warming. Okay, okay, so you exit through the gift shop and you enter the resort of wellness. Uh, the resort is largely unoccupied. Various mannequins, like the one you saw in the shop, scuttle around, serving nobody. You sense this place might be an abandoned resort of wellness. Mm. But someone left the electricity on. But one thing you do see, that you didn't expect to see, is a figure in the swimming pool. The figure swim. The figure fills the swimming pool from end to end, sleeping softly in the warm, salted, aromatically accurate water. Is Shia LaBeouf. How did he get from the church to here? It's not very long. It's like about 10, 10 metres down the corridor. So. And for him it's less. Why is, he, why is there a spot. church and a wellness clinic? There's a church in front of a wellness clinic. Mm. Mm. There's limited space in, that, the, in the country that, that we're in. That serves as an entranceway to the wellness clinic. Well, you can come through, uh, you can go into the boutique spa by going to the uh, wellness resort then going through the gift shop into the you have to go through the gift shop to get to the boutique spa which is just good good commerce well, or through the church but there is a well that's it there is also uh, well it's because you, so you enter through the gift shop you do yeah <coughs> yes <laughs> what do you want to do um, I mean how is he still looking angry has, after has hitting any, his thumb has anybody he's tried very relaxed actually has very relaxed has anybody tried just talking to him and seeing yeah. what, what's wrong uh, I'd like to say no to see what happens so let's say no okay um, we wander over Jill could you I like that you wander over not, not purposefully walk over just, just wander over yeah. pretend, no. pretend we haven't seen him <laughs> oh hey Shia sorry yeah. you take it well I think Jill with her religious uh, background could mm. maybe offer him some solace in his obvious torment no we tried that and he ate her yeah it's true oh. that, that happened that did happen yeah Gosh. I think we should go this time okay, okay. it's only fair you've already made Jill get eaten yeah exactly I think he's been killed a few there's, times there's, actually there's two of us as there's well so although, although one soul. you know we're it's hard to know what the outside world sees you as whether it's one or two people yeah. I think sort of a, a ever merging and conglomerating mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. one of those lava lamps you're not sure what you're seeing like a lava lamp like a lava lamp but people right yeah, I see yeah. one of those things you can't fully describe but if you but you could see mm -hmm. it in your mind like two spines but then just one pair of legs right yeah. nice that's kind of what I'm saying <laughs> okay what are you going to say to him um shy of my child what's up <laughs> what's on fortunately he remains asleep We just kill him. Is he is he killable? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Do you have a shrammer? Time. 
Is there any? What, uh, oh, we've got our hammer. Yeah, I've got a hammer. Can we? Can we? Right, do you reckon we could have enough force behind the two of us together to hit him in the head and knock him out? So if we if we so do a separate both mm. of our sets of arms, both of our sets of arms. So we've got thrust as hard as arms. We, thrust as hard as we can, and we try to hit him on the head. I think it's probably best to try it because. Got to go. He's just eating loads of people. Okay. Even if we could okay. charm him down into being we, nice, he's you know. We he's, should, he's sometimes up. pacifism isn't the option. I think yeah. while he's sleeping, we should thrust the swordy bit of the shwammer Okay. Deep into his lung. You raise okay. the shwammer above your head, higher and higher, and more and more up. Unfortunately, I have to stop because we've run out of time. Ugh. Uh, potentially. But that's a solid cliffhanger. That's a solid. That's the best one so far. The last cliffhanger was you are waiting for Shia to come down the corridor, but he doesn't because he can't fit. And that was the end of the end of the mm. last episode. So this is a tighter cliffhanger. It is. I feel like Shia's got it. He's gonna he's gonna get it next time. We, we can only assume. I'm glad that you're the part of the audience to think that's going to happen because mm. otherwise there is no tension. I, I don't. It's quite think, likely he I, might survive. I don't think that will happen. <laughs> I mean, I haven't got any other celebrities or cannibals on no. hand, so I mean, he's, you could you could bring in a new one. You know. That's true. Do another role playing with a different celebrity who's a cannibal. Who would be Who would be the next celebrity cannibal? Oh, do we have time? What, that we fill it with Unfortunately, we have to go. Oh, okay. I mean, just first first instinct. First instinct would probably be like Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Uh, Catherine Tita Jones. Okay. On on that on that note, we need to go paintballing. Yeah, good. Yay! Okay. Let's go paintballing. But we're going to finish this uh, with one an apology for the the second round of swearing. Um, hopefully, no one noticed. It didn't happen. If you didn't notice, and if it did, no. I'm sorry. Um, and it didn't really happen. It no, kind exactly. of half happened. <laughs> and uh, what we are going to do though is is finish up with. I mean, what more? What better way can you say sorry with a bit than with a bit of John Denver? Uh, again, this is a song chosen by Ziggy to uh, tie into the current theme of departures. It's a Goodbye. song called "I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane." Goodbye. 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 <laughs> no, it's actually this is the final countdown again by accident. <laughs> it's okay, no, I've got it, I've got it. It's okay, it's okay. I think There's only so many times you can listen to this song. And I think one was possibly too many that times. Is enough. So let's just do this instead. Goodbye everyone. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go, I'm standing here outside your door I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn The taxi's waiting, he's blown his horn